<clears throat> okay. I think we are live. Um, are we live? Let's give it a few more seconds and let me just get on some better lighting here. Okay, that's much better. Okay, so in the meantime, uh, let me know that you can hear and see okay. Just want to make sure that sound is good, video is good. Okay, I can already see some comments. Jetsy saying yes. I'm assuming you're answering my question that you can see and hear okay. Yes. Today, we're going to do a very special activity. We're going to pray for peace together. I don't want to say too much before we start. I want to make sure that everyone's here when we get started. So I'll give it a few more seconds just to make sure everything's up and running. Facebook, are we good? I don't see the chat on Facebook. Are we, are we good on Facebook? Rachel, are we live? Let me just check. Um, I'm not seeing the Facebook chat. No Facebook. Okay, hold on. Let's see what's happening here. Set up live video. Give a few seconds just to see if we can fix Facebook. Hopefully we can. And if we can, then we'll get it going. Uh -huh. Possible that we have a time zone conflict. No Facebook. Rachel, any solution for Facebook? Or we'll just go ahead and start. I don't know what the problem is. Okay. With a request to put the volume up a little bit, so we'll do that slightly hopefully that's better sound sorry for a delay just see if we can get Facebook up 7 p.m. don't know what that means UTC I guess I guess I guess I guess I guess um, Rachel, I'll, do, I'll just go live with a different event, I guess. So we have the event at least live on Facebook. Let's just do that and then we can get it rolling. So give me one second, guys. I'm just gonna set up quickly the Facebook stream. Stop two, copy, and Okay. All right, that should be, we should be live now on Facebook. Sorry for the delay, everyone. We just want to make sure we have Facebook on as, as well, not just YouTube. So hopefully this last attempt 
will now make us live on Facebook and let's jump into it. Hello everyone, welcome to today's session. Uh, today's very, very special session called Zohar Reading for World Peace. Uh, another name for it, which is in the thumbnail, is uh, Praying Together for World Peace, which is really the same thing. And in fact, what we aim for today is huge. We aim to win the war. And I'm not kidding, and I'm not saying this as a figure of speech. I literally, literally mean to win the war. Now you might be asking, okay, the war, we, you know, how, how are we doing this from YouTube and who's going to win and what? I'll explain everything. And we have an opportunity now to truly win uh, the most significant war in reality. The war of all wars. So everyone, let's, let's focus. Let's come into this session open-minded and open-hearted, more important, and let's jump into it. Hello, welcome to Kabbalah Explained Simply. Today we are going to be reading the Zohar for world peace. We're going to be praying together for world peace. Now, before we do that, I just want to first give a small introduction so we can really, first of all, understand the impact, the potential that we have with doing such an action. That it's not some airy-fairy, okay, we're praying together, hopefully some good energy is in the air and it will change something. No, that we're actually tapping in to the control room of reality in our actions that we'll be doing very, very soon. And that in these actions, we have the potential to truly win the war. So... Any questions you might have, then please write them in the chat and I'll take some pauses and hopefully we'll achieve what we aim to achieve in this session. So in order to understand what's happening, I want to take a look at the drawing board for a sec. And here it is. So. Let's take a look at where we are. So we are here. What is here? Here is this world. Now you could be saying, duh, you know, we're in this world, obviously. But this world implies that maybe there is another world. And that is correct. There is. And that other world is called a spiritual world. Now, what do we see in this world? We see all kinds of things. We see people. We see countries. We see um, still vegetative animals. We see everything around us. Other human beings. We mentioned that people. And alongside of all of that, what we see mainly, in most cases, is war and destruction and pain, right? We see all of these things. I don't know why green doesn't feel right. Let's do it in red. War, pain, destruction. That's what we see, right? I mean, maybe you live in some you know, developed area, and you're lucky enough to not be in a war right now, and maybe it's easy in that case to kind of, you know, look at your neighborhood and say, oh, everything's great, everything's beautiful. But if you really look at the world, at any point in time, there's always millions of people in huge, huge suffering, in huge pain, in a state of war. And where does this come from? And how can we change it, if at all? So in this session, I want to tell you that not only can we change it, that we can change it now, 
and we can win the war once and for all. But in order to win the war, we have to understand what the war actually is. So in order to understand what the war actually is, let's take a deeper look at reality. So I mentioned a few minutes ago that we're in this world, right? That's where we are. So there are people, scientists, who are called Kabbalists, who found that there is another hidden layer in reality, and it's hidden only from our five senses. And they call this world the spiritual world. And they found that the spiritual world is a world of infinite fulfillment. They found that in order to connect to the spiritual world, anyone can. All you need to do is you need to develop a certain device. Just like if you want to listen to the radio in the room, then you need to have a device. The radio waves are here. They're all around. Not just radio waves, all kinds of waves. And if you want to pick up the waves, you need to have a device that can pick up these waves. Right? And if you have the device, you can tap into it. Similarly here, Kabbalists, the scientists of the spiritual world, found that if you develop that device, you can tap into the spiritual worlds. Now, what is the spiritual world? It's basically the world of causes. So everything is caused here. And our world, the world we live in, is the world, you guessed it, of consequences. That's the world that we live in. So everything that we see in this world, every tree and every person and every gun or every tank. Oh, you don't see my drawings here. Better that you don't, they're terrible. But you get the point is all a consequence of the spiritual world. And everything that we experience, everything that happens to you, has happened to you, and will happen to you, is actually a result of the forces in the spiritual world, of the world of causes. And even things that seem completely disconnected, one thing that happens here, and another that happens here, and another here, and another here, seem random, they don't seem there's any connection. In the spiritual world, they're actually completely connected. And they all stem from one object, for example, and one thing. And even though in our world, they seem as disconnected random parts, right? And only if we rise with our perception to a higher level of reality, to the world of causes, then we'll be able to understand and see and attain, perceive that everything, all the people and the countries and the animals and the wars and the pain and the destruction and the trees and the guns, and the tanks, all of those are a consequence. And there is a war going on. And I'm not talking about the war in Russia and Ukraine, which is terrible, but that war, too, is a result. It's a result of an internal war, of a war between internality and externality. It's a result of the war between the spiritual and the material, of the ego, of the desire to devour and to receive, to the desire to give. And if we understand this, even if we don't completely understand it, even if we don't completely know all the mechanisms and systems behind it, but if we simply understand this concept and use it, just like you would if you, you know, press a button. I don't know how this phone works. You know, it has some motherboard and all these pieces and circuits, etc. I just know how to use it, right? I know how to click a button and make a phone call. I don't need to be the scientist in order to use the phone. The same here. You don't need to be a Kabbalist. You don't need to attain all of this system in order 
to be able to use it. You can simply take this device, take this mechanism, which we're going to talk about in a second what that is. It's called prayer. It's called a common prayer. And by using this mechanism, we can change the entire world. We can end the war and all wars. How does that work? Let's take a look. Let's just read an excerpt first from Kabbalist Rabash. So Rabash says the following. Rabash is a Kabbalist, lived in the previous century, and he said this. Tzava, which is army in Hebrew, are men of war. These are people who go each day to fight the evil inclination. They are called army. So the men of war are not fighting in the battlefield, in the corporeal battlefield, but they're fighting the evil inclination. Therefore, after they have been rewarded with redemption, meaning, after they conquer the evil inclination and emerge from the control of the evil, their conduct in the work is by way of ascents and descents, which is called tzvaot, which in Hebrew is plural of army, armies, meaning, at times they emerge from their control and then are under their control again. Thus the name for ascents and descents is Tzvaot. I'd like to take this explanation one step further before we actually go into the prayer. And I want to talk a little bit, a little bit more. I did already, but a little bit more about how we perceive reality. So, that's better. Okay, so we're in this world, and we're perceiving all of these things, including things that we don't want to perceive, but we are anyway, like war, pain, destruction, and so on. But really, what are we perceiving? Let's, let's take a look for a second and see how, how we interact with reality. So let's say this is you, every single one of you, and me. We're like a box. And this box has one, two, three, four, five openings. These are our five senses. Sight, smell, touch, taste, hearing. And do you agree that this world outside of us, that includes everything that we described here, all of these things, right? Right now, let's talk about war, because that's the topic of our session. So let's say there is a war outside of us, and we perceive it, we see it, we hear about it, we read it, it awakens emotions in us, meaning something is processed within our senses, it goes into our mind, it goes th through some kind of processing and it paints in the end a picture of what we call reality. And this reality, we call it, at its current state, war. But let me tell you this. These five openings are in fact not openings at all. They are filters. What does that mean? It means that outside of us, there is no war. In fact, we don't know what is outside of us. Ask scientists. They'll say there's some form of energy. They don't exactly know what it is. This whole matter of perception is clear to science today. Right? In 500 years ago, maybe, with classical, Newtonic, uh, cl classical Newton, then it was clear that reality existed outside of, of any human being and that substance and matter exist regardless of human beings. 
But this, of course, changed in the last century with Einstein and modern physics and quantum mechanics that became a lot clearer that reality is, is actually determined by its measurement. So when I measure reality, then it falls into a certain uh, state. And when I don't measure it, it's in um, multiple states at the same time, superposition. And really, we don't really know what's outside of us other than some potential and some energy. Well, luckily, Kabbalists do know, because who are Kabbalists? These same scientists that simply developed a sixth, a sixth sense, one that connects to reality directly, you could say. And what they found is that the only thing that is outside of us is light. That is it. Nothing else is outside of us, outside of you. How can that be? I see war, I see Russia, Ukraine, millions of refugees, thousands of people dying, and I'm telling you now that all exists outside of you is light? Come on. How can that be? Think about it. What is outside of you? Just think about what you're looking at now, everything. Look around in the room. What are you looking at? A computer screen? A wall? Touch it for a second. Hold it. What is this? Do you know what this really is? Can you be sure that this is in fact what you think it is? Or is it something that's interpreted, some form of energy that's going through a sense of yours, that interprets it through a certain program and paints what you call reality? And how does it interpret these things? These filters, which I said, these five senses, which are not senses, which are not opening, sorry, they're filters. How do they interpret reality according to what program? Obviously, if I take some glasses and I put on a pink lens, then I'll see everything pink, right? The white wall will look pink to me. Does that mean that the wall is pink? No, it simply means that I've put on a pink lens through which my entire reality is tainted, is interpreted through that lens, right? So what Kabbalists found is that we are constantly wearing a lens on top of our openings. And this lens is called ego. That is the lens that is on top of us. And everything that we interpret, everything that's outside of us, goes through this filter, this egoistic filter. And anything that we see as painful, as war, as negative, is in fact an interpretation of our ego. Because what's outside of us is nothing but pure light and pure love. Now, why do we see it the opposite way? That's for a different lesson. But today, I want us to understand that if we together start developing this sense, if we together start connecting to the light, then we will begin to realize that there is no war. The war will end because all the war is is a representation of something that's broken between the spiritual and the corporeal. And if we pray together, collectively, if we pray to win the war of internality over externality, of raising love over ego, of raising connection over separation, by that we're not just doing a nice, positive action. We're influencing the deepest forces in reality. We're tapping in to the causes and not working on the consequences. It would be like trying to cure a disease by treating the symptoms. Yes, it can, it can help if you treat the symptoms, right? If you, if you have a disease and you have a rash, the rash is itchy. You want to put some cream on it, but it's not going to cure you. That is similar to what everyone in the world is doing now, treating the symptoms. And the only thing we need to do 
to truly cure this disease, to, to finish the war and all wars, is treat the source of this disease. And the source of this disease is the shattering between us, the breaking between human beings, this unfounded hatred that exists naturally, you could say, between us. And it exists there so we can rise above it, so we can fight this war and win. And that's exactly what we're going to do right now. So we're going to read together from the book of Zohar, a book written from the highest spiritual levels by Kabbalists with a greater spiritual attainment. And by doing so, by doing this mutual action, we're going to sharpen our intention. We're going to intend for this force to influence everything and everyone in reality. We're going to intend for our connection to be a healing force for humanity, for everything and everyone that is in pain now, that is in suffering. We're going to intend for love to fill reality and not the force of the ego. So now would be a good time to share this session, to have more people join us. And it doesn't matter even if you're not watching this live, because this point of prayer is a point which is above time and above space. So even if you watch this tomorrow or in a week from now or in a month from now, if you connect with your desire, with your intention to that point, then you're connecting to a point that is above time and above space. So I'm going to take a quick look to see if we have any questions and then we're going to move on to do some reading, some praying actually. Uh, okay, let's see. Too many buttons here. Okay. Um, Okay, question from Shira. If war is not there, then what is evil? Evil is the ego. The inner desire that every one of us have, including you, Shira. But it's not your fault. That's how you were created, and that's how each and every one of us were created. And this evil is the filter through which we perceive reality. That evil is like that pink lens that makes us see everything pink, so we have evil within us, even though it's not revealed. I'm sure you're a very nice person. But deep inside, we have an egoistic, destructive desire which wants everything for itself. And that is the destructive force of reality. And it was given to us by the Creator. It was given to us so we can overcome it, so we can rise and reach the degree of the Creator. So evil is only our ego. And the question from Need to Know. Good to see you here again. We can achieve the equivalence of form if we unite in prayer and remain forever in it? Yes, absolutely. If we unite in prayer right now, we can attain this force of equivalence of form. We can connect to the highest forces of reality, the strongest, most powerful forces that have in them the ability to change everything. A question from Torah Joe, developing the device. How, please? Okay, that's a good question. Uh, that's not for this session, how to develop that device. I recommend, maybe Rachel, you can put in a link to reveal Kabbalah secrets, Kabbalah explained simply session. Um, I discussed that there, how to develop that device. So it's the Kabbalah explained simply, um, reveal secrets in 57 minutes, something like that, if you can post a link in the chat. Okay, um, let's see what else. Okay, question from Crystal James. Gil, can you get everyone watching this show now all around the world to stop for about three minutes and connect worldwide to say a prayer for world peace? Great question, Crystal. That's exactly what we're going to do now. We're going to do that not for three minutes, but for 30 minutes. We're going to be reading, connecting, and praying. That's the session today. 
So I think with no further ado, we can jump right into it. And I chose some excerpts from the book of Zohar. Some could seem slightly harsh even, but let's remember that we're reading the book of Zohar. And the book of Zohar was written from the deepest point of connection by Rashbi and his students. And even more so, it is said that the writing of the book of Zohar was written from states of Rashbi's students being in war between them. And by discovering this war, they were then able to overcome. And feeling the state of war and being able to overcome it, that is the purpose of it. Then you discover A, the true desire and nature, B, the need for the force of nature to lift you, and C, the discovery of light out of darkness. So all of that we can do right now, everyone, all around the world, men, women, young, old, all religions, Christian, Jewish, Buddhist, Muslim, atheist, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're connecting above everything. Let's do it. And... Let's add a little bit of Kabbalistic music in the background to help us focus our intention. Zohar Beshalach 251 we should regard the words of the Torah. We should regard everything because there is nothing in the Torah that is not implied in the High Holy Name. And there is nothing in the Torah that does not contain several secrets, reasons, roots, and branches. 252. Anyone who wages a war in the Torah is rewarded with much peace at the end of his words. All the wars in the world are strife and destruction, and all the wars of the Torah are peace and love. As it is written, therefore it is written in the book of the wars of the Lord, Vayhev in Sofa meaning love in its end. Sof means end in Hebrew. And there is no love and peace but that. Therefore, it is written in the book of the wars of the Lord. What is in the book? The Creator has a place called a book, which is Malchut. All the powers and all the deeds that the Creator does depend upon and stem from there. Okay, you were supposed to actually see this. Apologies. Now you will. Let's read a little bit more. Vayera. He will keep the feet of his holy ones. It writes his holy ones without a yud, which means a holy one. Abraham, with whom the Creator always went, so that others would not be able to harm him. But the wicked ones are silenced in darkness. Those are the angels that the Creator killed on the night when Abraham chased them. I want to add something. Um, if you have any questions about the intention when reading, about the outcome of this mutual prayer, then please go ahead and ask them. I just want to add one thing while we're reading to possibly help us sharpen our intention. So we're reading now from the book of Zohar. So this is, say, the book of Zohar. And we're now reading for, from it. There is a huge, huge impact for reading from this book. 
Why is that? This book was written by Rashbi and his students from the highest point of connection. They wrote this book in the spiritual reality, from their spiritual attainment. And every single word in this book is a word talking about spirituality, is a word is talking only about the spiritual worlds and nothing of our world. And when we're reading that book, we don't have to understand a single word. Even though it talks about this and about war now and etc., it doesn't matter if you get even a word, it doesn't matter if you don't know English or Hebrew, it doesn't matter. Because when you read it, and your intention when reading it is to connect to this, that's your intention. The outcome of that is that it influences you with a system called the light that reforms, the surrounding light. And this light, this surrounding light, this is what ends the war. This is what can change reality. And when we do this together, we multiply the impact of this according to how many people we are. Because when we're not just reading the Book of Zohar ourselves, but when we are connecting with other people, and all of us together are reading this book with the same intention, we're not only connecting to the source of this book, we're connecting to a much greater system called the collective soul. And this collective soul This collective soul is our perfected state. This collective soul is the state that we came from and that we need to go back to. And when we are together in this, when we connect among each other and together connect to this reading, then we begin to be similar to this system up here. And the result of everything we do is amplified. So let's go back to reading and praying. Praying for what? For world peace. For winning the war. For winning this battle of internality versus externality. Of raising the importance of love above ego, above hatred. And that has the power in it to end all wars. Let's keep reading. Item 361, the book of Zohar, Vayera. It writes, A silenced in darkness, which means night, Nukva which was connected in the darkness and killed them. Abraham chased and the night killed him. As it is written, and he divided himself against them by night, he and his servants, and struck them. And he divided himself against them by night, is the Creator, who split the Rachamim, mercy, from din, judgment, to avenge Abraham's vengeance. This is why it is written that the wicked ones are silenced in darkness. It is written and struck them. But it should have said and they struck them in in plural form. Since it was Abraham and his servants who struck them. However, it is the Creator who struck them. For not by force does one prevail, for he and Eliezer were alone, since Eliezer is 318 in Gematria, meaning the 318 who were born in his household that the writing mentions. Just a reminder, every single word here is not talking about this world, it's only talking about spirituality, and it's only talking about the forces that are within and that's where everything can change 362 where there is harm one should not rely on miracles and there is no such place where harm is found as when Abraham went after the four kings 
chasing them and waging war on them. Why did he rely on a miracle? When Abraham went into it, he did not go to wage war or rely on a miracle. Rather, Lot's anguish drove him out of his home and he took money with him to redeem him. And if he could not redeem him, he would die with him in captivity. But when he went, he saw divinity shining before him and several armies of angels around him. Then the Creator chased them and killed them. As it is written, but the wicked ones are silenced in darkness. He will keep the feet of his holy ones was Abraham. And when he went to fight the kings, Isaac bonded with him and they fell before him. Had Isaac not bonded with Abraham, he would have been unable to destroy them. It is written, but the wicked ones are silenced in darkness. Since it is not by force that one prevails, although the force is always in the right, Abraham, if the right was not mingled with the left, Isaac, the kings would not be defeated by him. 364 he will keep the feet of his holy ones. When a person loves the Creator, the Creator loves him in everything he does and keeps his ways. As it is written, the Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. Okay, let's take... Uh, few minutes to help clarify our intention, help us basically connect, that's all that's needed. Um, let's see what we have. I say first of all that a lot of you are writing uh, blessings in the chat, which is great. Keep doing it. If you want to express yourself even in a word uh, in the chat, then go ahead, do so. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> so please do it. Um, connecting to my beloved friends, Broomer is writing. Yes, let's, let's think of all of the people now who are, who are experiencing great suffering in the world. Let's hold them in our intention. Everywhere in the world, especially in the war zone now, we know that there are millions that are suffering now in Ukraine. And not only in Ukraine, that's, that's, that's where you know, the, the serious things are happening now, but all around the world there are people suffering. And all the wars and all the pain, they all stem from that same thing, from that lack of connection. So let's take a few seconds, even without reading anything, just close your eyes if it helps you focus. And let's just think of all of those people and everything and everyone that is in pain. And let's, let's intend, let's, let's pray for them. Let's pray that instead of pain filling reality, light will fill reality. Let's pray that we'll discover this light that is already everywhere, all around us. Let's do that together. Let's take a few seconds.
Now I want to, I see that you're already kind of naturally writing in the chat. I'd like you, everyone that's watching now, and now can be any point in time. It can be on the 13th of March, or it can be in April or in 2025. I don't care when. Now you're part of this prayer, wherever now is, because prayer is above time and above space. I want you to chip in to this prayer by adding something. Let's let's add this prayer in the chat now. So add a few words. It can be a heart, it can be a word, it can be a sentence. Let's let's build this mutual prayer together. What are we praying for? What do we want to achieve by this prayer? Why are we praying? So I'd like to ask everyone to add something, to throw something in the chat, to participate, even just a heart, just participate, show your intention by doing an action. I'll start with Yurgis. Let's pray. The Creator shows us how to cover in love aggressors in corporeal world and makes our brothers and makes as our brothers and sisters. Julie, I'm, I'm praying with tears. Ruth, amen. Francine, together. Duke, light. Sandra, peace. Louise, I pray for connection in love between us all. We are here with the same intention. Shira, pray for yourself for we are all suffering together. Lara, peace love. Ali, may we all attain peace within. Johnny Joseph, connection. Moon, goddess, imagine peace. It is better to sow life. Sue, let love descend on earth. Comedy favorite, love will always win. Alan, blessing to you all, all of the world, all of humanity. James, let there be peace on earth. Louise, together we are mighty. True. M, peace between all of us. Alexander, love, peace, together. Rick, I'm praying for peace and love for all. Mike, nothing better than joining together as ambassador of love and peace. Even when I'm reading these comments, it's it's not a, 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 a matter of just sharing. It's a matter of sharing your hearts. So even, even by doing this, we can connect together with an intention to collect all of these desires, every sentence here, every word here, every viewer that's watching us now. Now, and like I said, now can be any time, point in time. We're contributing, we're adding to this to this to this strike we want to strike the ego we want to strike with love and with connection and with the ability to rise above Tammy praying with an openness to receive the light Louise I feel very connected in this prayer with you friends okay there's more and more and more and I'm glad keep writing let's um Let's take a few more minutes. We have only about 10 minutes left. Let's let's go back to reading together, to praying together. So we're going to go back to read from the Zohar. While we're reading, if any emotion is awakened that you want to share, then share. Write it in the chat. Add, add your prayer. Book of Zohar, Korach. These names, Korach, Beshalach, they're the names of the chapters in the Book of Zohar. There's a question about it before. Item number five. Korach went by way of dispute, which is removing and repelling above and below. And one who wishes to repel the correction of the world is lost from all the worlds. A dispute is removing and repelling of the peace. And one who disagrees with peace, disagrees with his holy name. 
since his holy name is called peace. 6. The world stands only on peace. When the Creator created the world, it could not exist until he came and established peace on them. The Sabbath, which is the peace of upper and lower, and the world persisted. Hence, one who disagrees with peace will be lost from the world. 7. Zelofchad disagreed with the Sabbath. He was gathering woods. Woods are other trees, those of the 70 ministers. Those are secular matters, and there is no secular in the holy. It turns out that he disagreed with the peace of the world, the Sabbath, for he mingled secular with Sabbath. <clears throat> 8. Those who love your law have great peace. The Torah law is peace, as it is written, and all her ways are peace. Korach came to blemish the peace above, the Torah, the middle line, which is called Torah, and makes peace between right and left and below of Moses. We're coming to the end of the session, and... I'd first of all, I'd like to share my appreciation for every single one of you. We have a few hundreds right now, simultaneously, on YouTube and Facebook, praying together. And this is the most powerful force in reality. This is what, this is the only force that can bring peace to the world. Our force of prayer, our mutual force, connecting to each other and to the authentic Kabbalistic text with the right intention. And that's not a job of an individual. It is our mutual responsibility, <clears throat> you could say, our mutual work. And I'm grateful for every single one who's, who came, who put in their, their sesame seed, their penny, and together we can impact the higher spiritual worlds. So, with that, we'll conclude the session for today. And you can mark this session, you can save it. And if you ever want to connect to it, even daily you can do this. It's an exercise. It's not an exercise. It's, it's, it's an action of peace, an action of connection. And you can connect to it at any time, from any place. Even without turning on the video, you can just connect to it in your thoughts. You can remember this and you can think about it and you can, you can pray the prayer of connection. So let's continue this prayer constantly together. I'm Gil Shear. This was Kabbalah Explained Simply. And today we read the Zohar for world peace. We prayed together for world peace. See you next week.